Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Steven. And Kyle. How's it going, Kyle? It's going, man. We are running a marathon tonight. Hell yeah. Banging these out. Doing our best. Yeah, so in light of the coronavirus, COVID-19, we've been getting requests to put out some more content since everyone's stuck at home and trying to wade this thing out. So we're going to try to release a little more content here and there. Probably not as long as the normal episodes, but we're still going to try to keep up with it. And uh, when we get together, try to knock out a couple extra to release in the week. Give you guys something to listen to. Maybe ease your boredom. Maybe increase your boredom. I don't know. But I know we've been getting some requests. Shout out to Paige for wanting extra content. Thanks for being dope. It's cool. True that. Um, First, we got to get through the business. But Kyle, I got a UFO story for you. Dope. And it I got one in- for you. It leads into some other shit. Yeah. Which is weird. Great. But we're going to get into that later after the business. So check us out at all of our social medias, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search up Hollow Sky and we're there. Pop on over, hang out with us, chat it up with everybody listening. Just come and hang out. Share weird stories, post weird stuff you find on the internet. Like if you got ideas, stuff you want to hear on the show, let us know. Um, if you have weird experiences and you want to share them, you can use that as a means to give them to us and other means to get them to us. Kyle, how can they get their weird stories to us? Call us. Call us. At 1-877-800-HOLLOW. 4656. Yeah, those numbers. Or you can write it out to us and send it on Facebook, Instagram, faxes, whatever you want to do. But if you want to send it digitally, you can send it to the email, which is hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can use your voice memo app on your smartphones, record yourself, add some funky beats to it, edit it, whatever you want to do. Hit me up on my pager. Yeah, if we yeah, for sure. Hit us hit us up on the pager. And then email that over to the email. Use the hollow sky signal. Ah. Which is like the bat signal, only it's the hollow sky signal. Yeah, it's that one. Just dope. It. You know what? We probably have a laser pointer head too. Remember how you used to buy a laser pointer, and it come with all the different heads to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got one of those too. So just slap it on your laser pointer, shine it in the sky. Just not in any airplanes, because that's a felony. Yeah. So just avoid airplanes. Yeah. Anyway, back on track. If you listen to us at uh, iTunes Podcast, Apple Podcast, you know you know what those are. Hop on over there and leave us a five star rating and review. We definitely appreciate it so much. Yeah, because we got quite a few now. I know you guys are going hard. It's awesome. In the paint, like In Dennis Rodman. The podcast. Uh, today's five star rating and review is brought to us by dun dun dun, awesome flub. <laughs> what? Awesome flub. What's that mean? I don't know. It's it's just like awesome flub. And they say, it's awesome to listen to. It feels like you're hanging out and just chatting with people. That's dope. That's kind of what we're going for. Yeah. Like we don't claim. Mission accomplished. Yeah. We don't claim to know everything. Clearly we don't. And we don't try to fake it that we do. We just like talking about weird shit. And we thought other people like talking about weird shit. So we just record it and put it it out there. Make it till you make it, son. Yeah. So we're glad you guys like to listen to us and hang out with us. Yeah. We're just one big, weird family. Dope. Yeah. Something. We enjoy this a lot, too. Yeah. We have a good time with it. And we love the interaction you guys are giving us. It's so awesome. Kind of keeps us going. Keeps us motivated. For sure. To keep on keeping on. Yep, till one of us becomes abducted. Which is going to be you. Probably. Because I weigh more. Harder to abduct. Oh, well. It's science, dog. I mean. <laughs> science. When you when you put it like that, <laughs> when it's science, science. Shit, you ain't getting around that. All right. <clears throat> Off to our listener uh, submitted story of the day. It is an email. I'm not going to use the name because they didn't okay it or deny it. So we promise to keep it on the low and low when you don't give us the okay. Here it is. Ghost story. Cool. 
When my daughter was about two years old, we took a tour of the old Baldwin Hotel in Klamath Falls, Oregon. She got bored halfway through and my mom picked her up and she fell asleep. We were with a group and the guide was telling us about an older gentleman. He used to live at the hotel but became too sick to stay and ended up going to a hospital and passing away. As we came to the door to his room, my daughter was still asleep in my mom's arms. As soon as we walked into the room, she startled awake and began screaming. She kept pointing at the corner of the room, screaming, the boy just wants to go home. My mom tried to calm her, but she would not stop screaming. We were just going to leave the tour so she wouldn't ruin it for the rest of the group, but as soon as my mom and daughter walked out of the room, she instantly fell back to sleep again. We kind of thought it was weird, but just figured maybe she had a bad dream or something. Skip to later that evening, my husband and his brother, who didn't go on the tour, came home. and My daughter began telling them about the boy at the hotel who was crying and just wanted to go home. He was a bit confused and asked us about the crying boy, but to our knowledge, no one else saw on the tour saw the boy. So thank you, listener who submitted, for submitting your story. Um, it definitely reminds me of my experience with my youngest boy, Maddox, about the uh, creatures out in the graveyard. He just woke up out of nothing like I was carrying him over my shoulder and he woke up just absolutely terrified. Yeah, that is a pretty similar experience. Yeah, it's the first thing that made me th- it made me fall back to th- that going on. It's so weird that they just wake up like that. Yeah, cuz you I mean like like she says the first thing you're thinking of is it's just a bad dream, it's just a bad dream. Right, yeah. But like she said as soon as she left the room, it was fine, but when they got home, she remembered it just clear as day. It is weird. And it was like when Maddox came out or when we came in the house from Maddox's episode, like he was so adamant that there was something in that fucking graveyard that he didn't, he didn't want me to go back out. Like he was scared for my well-being as well as his. It almost makes you wonder if children are more in tune with this kind of stuff. Oh, I believe that. Like you said in previous episodes of the podcast that as we grow older, we're told we're almost taught not to believe in this stuff. Yeah, we're definitely programmed. Like you said, there's not there's not a monster under the bed. Right, ghosts don't exist. You know, and then, I mean you just and then not to mention as you get older that for most people it, it gets pushed further and further to the back of their mind, where you're you're just not even paying attention to the shit. Yeah, it's. I do. I definitely feel like children are more more in tune and almost to some degree. They're almost like not necessarily afraid of it. Yeah. You know, because she was seeing essentially a ghost or a spirit or a typical Steve moment, something from an alternate universe. Right. And the only thing she was saying, she was trying to help it. You know, the boy just wants to go home. He just wants to go home. Yeah. She didn't clarify it as like a ghost or anything like that. No, just just said the boy. Which, I mean, I always fall back to maybe she's just, like, trying to, like, her brain's just putting it into something she relates to. But, man, I don't know. It's bizarre. Ghosts. It is bizarre. Ghosts make me question. Like, I am on the fence about ghosts. How so? Like, I don't know that they're what we think they are, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, depending on the context of your... I don't think that ghosts are necessarily people from the past that have died. No? No. I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with the spiritual realm, personally. Yeah. Could that be because of your lack of faith? No. No? No. Because I I toy that a lot, you know... If you believe in, if you believe ghosts or like our our souls or our spirits or anything, you have to believe that there's an afterlife. You have to believe that there's somewhere you go in the afterlife and all this yada 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 yada. But I don't think it has anything to do with dying, per se. I feel like there are too many other avenues that ghosts could be. Like. If that makes sense. Of course, the first thing I'm going to go to is uh, another dimension or a reality bleeding into ours. Yeah. Right? Which is a possibility, but my argument to that would be timing. Yeah. In some cases. Not all cases, but like uh, like Jen. She had an experience where she thought she saw Ernie 
after he passed. Right. So, you know, for as an example for that, uh, the timing of said um, encounter, that that's just kind of weird for a bleed-over moment. Yeah, but correct. If it's not... Okay, a bleed-over, yeah, from alternate reality. Okay. So, let's say that it is a being from an alternate reality. Something that we can't even possibly fucking fathom. Ernie's passing was fresh on her mind, I'm assuming. That's true, yeah. I mean, I see where you're so going. So she automatically puts right that that emotionally charged thought that's eating at her eating at her brain into what she's seeing. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely see the and, point. And I'm I'm so on that plane that I feel like 99% of paranormal experiences could, I'm not saying does, could fall into that realm. It's possible. You see a cryptid? Oh, it's something something from a different universe. You see it, a UFO or something? possible. It could also be a some sort of fucked up slip in time. Yeah. What if ghosts that we are seeing is a time slip from like the future, especially like seeing things that we aren't familiar with, if that makes any sense. Yeah, kind of like seeing an inter- interdimensional being. Kind of, but I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't I don't even know. My brain gets in this warp and I can't put into words what I'm thinking. So say say you're in this house, right? Yeah. And like say residual energy works it doesn't follow time the way we follow time. Okay. Right? From a beginning to an end. Right. Say residual energy just goes on its own path. So you walk into this house and you see a man standing at your kitchen sink. You immediately, and then he dissipates. Right. Full body apparition, apparition, you've just seen a ghost. What, you're immediately tied, you tie ghosts into people dying. Right? Yeah. So death to us is the is the stop of our physical time. Right. Right. So you automatically think that that person is from the past. What if that is residual energy from a person that's from the future? Hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Kind of, but it's still. Couldn't that still be technically the past? It's the, for the be future the, person. Going to be the past somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Like time doesn't run in a linear motion. Well, like we've said it. I mean, it only runs that way because we say it does. Yeah. Humans like things. Like I said last time, just categorized. Right. Like a start and a finish. A right. tree is planted. A tree grows. A tree dies. That's the lifespan. But that doesn't mean everything else in the universe has to follow that because the humans say it does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. So I'm I just s- saying, could it be Could it be the ghost of a little boy who died? Absolutely. It absolutely could. But my brain just goes on these tangents like, well, right. what if? I feel like saying something is a ghost is kind of less like an easy cop out. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, I guess. I don't know. But I still feel like. I personally feel like there is some sort of energy inside of us, whether it's our soul or or however you want to label it. I do feel like there's something inside of us that is above normal. You know, like I said, whether it's your spirit, your soul, your whatever, however you want to label it. I just, I do feel like, I personally feel like when we die, there's more than just, blackness just nothingness yeah i don't i don't buy that there's just nothing and i don't i necessarily don't either per se but like you say an energy it's it's almost like we put ourselves on a pedestal to connect that residual energy that has started forever from from wherever to something spiritual yeah, I'm not saying you know what that I mean? it has to hundred percent be spiritual. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm just saying as a whole, like like most religious people like to connect that with spirituality. Right, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this. I totally fell off of the ghost story subject. <laughs> so I apologize. It's late and our brains are 
twisting. Yeah, the circuits are getting crossed. Yeah, so thank you so much for your um, submission. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, and I'm not saying I'm not calling bullshit or anything. No. I definitely think that your daughter did see something, and I believe that children are way more in tune than any of us could ever be. Without a doubt. Because there is something to say about uh, a child's honesty. For sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. So thanks so much for submitting your story. And, um, man, I just wish I wish I knew the answer to it. You know, I wish. I, I definitely think your daughter saw something. I agree with that 100%. Moving on to tonight's little episode I have put together. This episode started out almost in the vein of Hellier. But not totally, and I'm not here to like jump on Hellier's t- coattails again. But all of their stuff started out with an email, so we got an email, right, a couple days dun, ago, dun, dun. and it's a picture of a flying saucer, a UFO, and all it says is, "Could you discuss this UFO sighted on Spencer Road, Bradford, England, the fifth of November?" Nothing else. It's a weird photo. Nothing else to go on. Just a picture. Talk about this. So, like, when I first seen this picture, I was slightly skeptical. It's, um... Because it's interesting. Yeah. I, uh... Um, when I first saw it, too... Tell me why you think it's skeptical, skeptical first. Well... I see a red bar, a uh, yellowish green bar maybe, and then what at first appears like a smoke trail, but now staring at it, it almost looks like lights. You're thinking this. You're going the same way I'm going. I'll, right. I'll share this picture on social media for everybody when the episode comes out, but the way the f- picture is angled, it looks like a hubcap sitting at a, I don't know, how many degree angle do you think that is, Kyle? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't do math. But it's got a band. 45. Probably a little more than 45. It's got a band of red lights at the top. And then it's got a silver band kind of around where the hubcap would go onto the tire, I guess. But it also has some... It almost looks at this angle looks like smokes trail or steam trail or something to show movement of this object. But as Kyle was getting at, the more that I see it, the more that it looks like a police car driving in the fog. It's possible. If you turn turn the thing, turn the picture sideways, and it looks like a police car traveling, and that's its lights reflecting. Right? So, you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, I see it. For sure. Is that what you were going, going for? Not really, but if it's not that... To me, it still looks like it's. If it was a picture, it almost looks like it was taken in motion because yeah. the light bars are kind of uh, stretched out a little bit. So, I, I mean, at first I thought maybe it was just a plane caught in motion, and maybe you're you're seeing a. But I, at first, like I said, I thought it was like a smoke trail or steam trail or something. But it doesn't look like that to me anymore. It looks like lights. Yeah. So is it possible that it was like a in the fog or in yeah. clouds or smoke? Yeah, exactly, or exactly. So I was skeptical as well. Yeah, it's just not something that I would take as a for sure UFO sighting. It is interesting. Absolutely, especially if it's taken at the night sky. And you can almost it's almost as if there's a power line right there too. Well, if that's a power line, that? then it's definitely in the fucking air. Yeah. I don't know that for a fact because, like I said, we don't have any information on this. No, and what would add more to this mystery is if... We had more information on this. (laughs) Whomever took that picture, if it was clarified if the object was moving or not. Yeah, and I emailed the person back, and I didn't get anything in return. Because if that object was stationary, that's fucking weird. Yeah. So... I searched UFO sighting Spencer Road, Bradford, Bradford, England to see if I could get anything. The only thing I got in direct accordance to that information is a Reddit post from 10 months ago. 
And I'm assuming it's from the same person that sent us the email because the names are similar. Um, and he talks about a little bit about what he saw and what was going on. So I'm going to read some of his comments here. It says, it happened on the 5th of November, 2018, uh, 8.31 p.m. London time on Spencer Road in Bradford, England. It was moving quite fast in a straight line until it dashed away quicker and vanished. Um, they asked what you could hear and how large you would you say the object was. He said, I could hear whirring noises and sounds of what sounded like water running from a sink, but I don't know how big it was because I only had time to catch the one picture. Uh, people ask, uh, in the image there is a beam of light that almost looks like a headlamp or searchlight. Was the object moving in this direction or is it the back of the object? And he says that is the front. Um, people say the sounds seem to uh, sound like a Chinook or a V-22 Osprey helicopters and such. So the sound wasn't loud, though. Helicopters are usually quite loud, but it was strangely quiet. It was silent in the area so I could hear it, but it was more quiet than any helicopter I'd ever been around. Um, he goes on to say it's, uh, there were no green lights. Uh, when I saw it, it was a white light, and it was going too fast to be a commercial plane. So, that was the only thing I could find in direct correlation with the submitted photo. Okay. So, I keep digging. In Bradford, England, and this is an entire flap of UFO sightings in this area. Around the same time that this yes. picture was taken? And still to today, right? Oh, Okay. So I have, I've pulled up a bunch of UFOs from Yorkshire, England that people have seen. And then I found one of the craziest abduction stories that I've come across. Awesome. And you're going to hate it. Probably. I promise. Probably. So I'm looking into Bradford UFO reports, right? Yeah. So this one is from January 10th of this year. Bradford UFO report includes fast-moving oblong Object over Horton Bank Top and a craft-like white ball near Wyke. Or Wick, or however you say it. I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. Uh, UFO activity over Bradford in the last five years have included a fast-moving object with flashing lights over Horton Bank Top and a craft-like white ball near Wyke. Since the start of 2015, I'm getting this from the, the Telegraph and argus.uk or .co.uk so this is where this information is coming from Telegraph and Argus since the start of 2015 police in the city have recorded three incidents that include keywords like alien and UFO in the incident log text in August 2015 a caller in the Toller area reported seeing an oblong shape with three red lights three flashing blue lights above it around 11pm the report says it's moving exceptionally fast it went as far as a Horton bank top then back went again and came back again I actually pulled up the police reports, which is crazy. But I don't know if these are the specific ones. I have three police reports here. This one says August 15th at 11.52 p.m. About 2,300 hours, caller saw an oblong shape with three red lights with three flashing blue lights above it. It was moving exceptionally fast. It went as far as Horton Banktop, then back, and went again and came back again. No further calls has been disposed. I love that if they don't find anything, they just say it has been disposed. <laughs> um, I'm sure this is probably also in the uh, report I was reading, but I'll just go ahead and read these other two instances. August 17th, caller wanting to report he can see a UFO. This is a triangle shaped and red and blue and white lights can be seen. He states the UFO is hovering at a distance, but is slightly moving. He states the sky is clear. His friend st stated it may have been a satellite, but he does not think it is. Has been disposed. The third one, caller reporting she has seen a UFO on 222 that she has taken a video of, seen a bit after 1900 hours. Caller states she is woken up by this. The UFO is a white ball in the sky, turns into a blue and purple ball. It looks like a craft with lights. Caller filmed this from her house out the window. Seemed to turn when the caller looked at it. Sounded like a helicopter. The UFO was over the caller's house for a while. Unknown how long it was there for. Only one object seen. Caller looking from front of her house. The light seemed to be moving over a street light like it was interacting with the light. Weather conditions were fine, not raining. 
Unknown cloud cover due to darkness. UFO sighting 2-22-2018. Caught on video. Not ongoing. No immediate threat or risk. Uh, has been disposed. So kind of a hotbed for... So something's definitely going on the UFOs, in the area. Right? Um, yeah. See, these are basically the exact same things that I found posted on that page from the uh, Telegraph and Argus. From there, I move on to the Yorkshire Post, where it has the strangest and most unusual UFO sightings in Yorkshire. And they go, um, White Rose County has made over 840 reports since 2008, making it one of the top places to see UFOs. There have been many sightings of UFOs in Yorkshire, especially from the middle of the 20th century on which most of these were the most renowned sightings. Uh, British meteor aircraft encountered a UFO near Top Cliff in 1952. So this spans years and years and years, right? Well, you even you just take that away, just the amount that's been seen since 2008. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And this was written when... 840 reports since 2008. That's a fuckload. Yeah, and that was only... That was 10 years worth. That's this... From the uh, Yorkshire.uk, this was posted April 6th of 2018. So, UFO, Top Cliff, 1952. On September 19th, 1952, around 11 a.m., it is believed that a silver disc-shaped object followed a Gloucester meteor, which was returning to RAF Top Cliff. Observers on the ground stated that it rotated whilst hovering before traveling in a westerly direction at a very high speed. The sighting is now associated with Operation Mainbrace, which was a large-scale naval, op- naval operation which attracted the attention of multiple UFOs, the one being seen at Top Cliff being one of many UFO sightings from September 14th to the 25th. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, they have UFO was found at Silfo Moor in Scarborough, 1957. 1957, it was reported a small copper bottom flying saucer, believed to be around 18 inches long, was found in Silfo Moor near Scarborough. Only 18 inches long? Yeah. So, Evidence, like a drone? Possibly. Or That's a UFO weird. for miniatures. Evidence being part of the UFO is widely controversial and disputed, with many being believing the copper parts originated from Earth. However, these mysterious findings which reports suggest contain thin copper sheets which were engraved with hieroglyphics, sparked wide intrigue. Um, the shards were recently found in the Science Museum archives and then re-examined after archivists were told of their past significance. Uh, aliens abducted a police officer in Todd Morden, West Yorkshire, 1980. Well, of course they did. On November 1980, approximately 5 a.m., Alan Godfrey, a then-on-duty police officer, claims he was abducted by an alien spacecraft. The incident is said to have taken place in Todd Morden, West Yorkshire, where a strange, brightly lit object was said to have been spotted by another police officer around the same time. Mr. Godfrey was in pat- was on patrol in Todd Morden when he saw what he believes to be a large UFO whilst he was out searching for missing cattle. He reported this incident to senior officers after he lost time, Due to this believed abduction by aliens 38 years later, Mr. Godfrey insists more than ever that the abduction took place. Military scoured uh, Wilsthrop Beach after multiple UFO sightings in East Yorkshire 2009. So now it's attracted the military. A large number of witnesses reported seeing strange lights, odd-shaped aircrafts, a UFO entering the sea, and the appearance of a UFO which caused cars to grind to a halt. The mixture of bizarre events took place on the 25-mile stretch of both East Yorkshire and North Yorkshire coasts between May and September of 2009. This resorted in two Chinook helicopters made up of RAF personnel landing at Wilsthrop Beach, East Yorkshire, on September 15, 2009. It was said that the military men had what looked like metal detectors, which they were sweeping up and down the beach. The mysterious military activity associated with the apparent UFO sightings branded this event as Britain's new Roswell. Roswell being the highly uh, controversial UFO case from America in 1947. Multiple sightings in Rothwell, which is interestingly close to Roswell. Yeah. In name. For sure. West Yorkshire 2002 to 2017. Over the past decade and a half, West Yorkshire town of Rothwell has seen an increase in reported UFO sightings. On December 16, 2002, a variety of objects were spotted in the sky, this consisting of a large and long and thinly shaped objects which joined together and soared through the sky. One of the most recent sightings, January 19, or January 9, 2017, a dog walker spotted a group of white lights 
which had three red lights attached and with and the aircraft moving slowly from north to east. Uh, 2016, a police officer witnesses a UFO in Holmfirth, West Yorkshire. Retired police officer claims he saw a UFO over Holmfirth after he reportedly saw a triangular-shaped aircraft which glowed bright green in the dark night sky. Man took a closer look through binoculars before reporting it to Shoals-based UFO investigator who then went and filmed it, what he also believes the same UFO. Stargazer see UFO in Yorkshire Dales, 2017. It's most recent well-known UFO sighting. According to this article from 2018, two young stargazers saw a strange-looking object that was orange, which moved around the sky for over two hours. This event took place near the Ribblehead Railway Viaduct in Yorkshire Dales, with Yorkshire Dales being a place that has no- numerous UFO sightings. So clearly, as I keep going here, there are more and more and more and more and more UFO sightings right. in this area. Um, here's another one from November 9th, 20, 2020, I'm assuming. Doesn't have an actual date. This is from the examinerlive.co.uk. Uh, more people are coming forward with seeing unidentified flying objects over the sky in West Yorkshire. Several people contacted the Examiner Live following our story about the Halifax couple who reported seeing a UFO being pursued by fighter jets on the evening of Saturday, November 9th. Now so we're talking. That's another story on now top of we're this talking. story. Um, they actually have footage of it, kind of blurry. Um, you can go to these links and check them out. But they just talk about it had a low humming noise, nothing like any of us had heard, either of us had heard before. And they said the speed was just unbelievable. And that's normally the case with military encounters and UFOs. It, no matter how hard they try, it doesn't seem like they're able to keep up with them. Yeah, this is... Uh... Hey, Hollow Colt, the weather's getting nice. And you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have... Crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Couple have described seeing a strange unidentified flying object being pursued by two fighter jets. Neil Greenwood and Lauren Bow were driving home Saturday when a white streak in the sky caught their attention. They pulled over and watched the object for a few ch- seconds and heard the roar of fast jets which appeared to be following the UFO. The couple observed what happened uh, from Pearl Lane area of Halifax, which is just off the A629 Keeley Road. Lauren, 24, said the white light had the appearance of a comet, but it was moving very fast. She said other vehicles spotted the same lights and began to flash their headlights and sound their horns. Some people pulled over to film the lights. Both tried to film the lights on their mobile home, or mobile home, <laughs> <laughs> mobile phone, not filming from their mobile home, mobile phone, but the footage came out blurry. Neil, 32, confirmed non-believer when it comes to UFOs, says, I've been a skeptic all my life, but this really shook me up. I didn't really want to talk about it to anyone because they're all, they will all think I'm crazy. Police cars, or people in cars were pulled over looking up and filming it. They have some, again, some footage that they tried to capture. Um, there's certain lights were not fireworks or drones. Said it was too fast for drones. 
I mean, it makes it even more interesting that more than one person witnessed this as well. Yeah. There's multiple people in cars. I could keep going on and keep going on about all the sightings in the area, but they're, what I'm trying to get at here is there are a ton of sightings in this area, and it's been going on for a long time. So it's literally a hotbed for UFO sightings that until I got this email, there are even videos. If I if I remember to post these up, I'll post them so you can see all this weird stuff. I'll post the pictures and all this different shit that's coming from this area of Bradford and Yorkshire. Because I didn't have any idea that this was even a UFO flap at all, let alone one going on for decades. Right. So, that being said, my further dive down the hole led me to what is possibly one of the very few photographs of an actual alien being ever taken. Okay, and now I'm interested. So, this is the case of the 1987 Ilkley-Moore alien photograph, Kyle. So remind me to begin with, when was the picture taken that we originally got? Um, 2018, I believe. He just put November 5th in the email. But on the Reddit post that I found that he didn't send us that I had to look for, said 2018. November okay. 5th, 2018. So this took place in West Yorkshire in 1987. So, the Ilkley Moor, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I apologize if I am not. But apparently is a is an odd area on its own. There's large boulders. Some of these boulders have um, weird cr- or like carvings in them that are thousands of years old. Locals have always reported seeing weird lights in the sky, which we can attest to from all of the things that we just right. read about. And they also talk of weird creatures stalking the moor. So it's a hotbed of activity across the board, right? Yeah, obviously. So, December 1st at 7 a.m., 1987, Philip Spencer, an off-duty policeman, took off across the moor headed for his father-in-law's house. He took, he normally wouldn't take the moor because its reputation kind of preceded itself as being fucking creepy. But he was taking a shortcut, and he was an amateur photographer, so he was hoping to catch some light anomalies that get produced in the moor when the sun comes up. And it's famous for producing these anomalies when it's kind of cool outside and there's frost and stuff on the ground. So he's like, shit, I'll just get some cool pictures on my way over there. It'll be fine. Right? It's easy to get lost in the moor, so he took a compass. (laughs) Keep that in mind. He recalled that despite being worried, his walk was pretty uneventful and actually he enjoyed himself quite a bit he didn't realize for some reason that the sun had come up and it seemed to be later in the day than he thought it was right because he left at 7 a.m yeah so now he's got missing time yeah right so he stopped to take some photographs at this little like how do i describe it it's almost it's kind of like a valley it's got some raises on the outside so he stopped to take some pictures when all of a sudden he sees something moving to his right. About 50 meters away stood a small grayish figure about four feet tall. At first he thought it was a kid in a costume or somebody just fucking with him, you know? Right. But then as he got to looking at it, he realized that it wasn't anything he had ever seen before. It had an abnormally large head, black, large black almond-shaped eyes, uh, exceptionally long arms, and it was gesturing at him like, get away. Don't don't come any closer. Just leave. That's fucking weird. So as he sees this, he he's like, holy shit, like what the fuck is this? So he pulls his camera up and he takes a picture. As he took the picture, the creature began to scuttle away. So he's about 50 meters behind, so he Ugh. starts trucking off after this thing. The creature gets to the top of the rise, and just as he comes up from trailing 50 meters away he sees a dome-shaped saucer shooting away at a great speed. So fast he couldn't even get a picture of it. After gaining his exposure, he scanned the area for any signs of what happened, but he couldn't find anything. No footprints, no uh, signs of the craft being there, just nothing. He was feeling disoriented after everything he'd seen, so he pulled out his compass, right? He's familiar with the moor, even though it's easy to get lost, 
and he was positive from where the sun was that he was facing north. The needle of his compass said he was facing south. Since he was familiar, he said, fuck this compass. I'm just going to keep moving as if I'm going to the north, eventually making it to his father-in-law's house. Essentially proving that the compass was not right. working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So once he gets to his dad or his father-in-law's house, he begins to notice other things. The village clock indicated that it was just after 10 a.m. Spencer remembers thinking how much lighter it was than he thought it should be on his walk, and this walk shouldn't have taken him any more than an hour. Even it, even stopping to take the pictures, it shouldn't have taken him that long. He left at 7 and arrived after 10. So either he left later than he thought he left, or he's missing a significant chunk of time. Right. Right? Yeah, that's the way it seems. So, as he's sitting there trying to figure out what the fuck happened, you know, where did all this time go? What is going on? What does he remember he has? His camera. Oh, shit. He took the picture of. So, he goes and gets it developed in a 24-hour film developing center and discovered he did get a picture of the entity on film. The quality, however, was grainy and poor. Typical UFO cryptid. Yeah. You know, they're fucking magic with cameras. Exactly. So Spencer knew that he had, he'd caught something, something that it needed to be investigated. So he contacted a UFO investigator named Peter Hugh. I don't know if I'm saying that right. How or Hugh, it's H O U G H. Granted, Hugh is skeptical. You know, the first thing he thought was this is too, a too good to be true encounter, you know? He saw the alien, took a picture of the alien, saw the UFO, but then he met up with Spencer and started talking to him and examined the picture on his own. And Spencer began to build credibility and integrity with uh, Hugh. So this brought Hugh to believe that the photo was genuine. So Hugh set up a thorough investigation with the encounter. First, he took the picture to an alien or, wow, the picture of the alien to a wildlife photography expert. The object in the image was not of any animal of any known kind. It could not be determined any uh, either way whether the figure was animate or static, whether it was moving or not. A reconstruction of the original site did establish that the alien's height was at or near four and a half feet tall. So, that being said, the reconstruction came years later. Um, after this kind of came back out into light here recently, another investigator went back to the site and took a picture of the area from where Spencer took the picture because people were like, it's just a mannequin. It was propped up. It might just be some bushes. So he went out there and said, it proved that the height of the creature is exactly as Spencer said it was. There was no noticeable foliage there at the time that he checked it out. Right. So that eliminates um, it being a bush, so to speak. So back to the original story that I just threw that in there to let everybody know when they talk about uh, reconstruction. This came many years later. The photograph was next sent to Kodak Laboratories in Hamel Hampstead. An analysis showed that the object was indeed part of the original photo and not superimposed on the film. This conclusion did not determine what the creature was. Next, the picture was sent to the United States for computer enhancement and analysis. Dr. Bruce McAbee, optical uh, physicist of the United States Navy, rendered his expert opinion. He stated that the slow film speed used for the low light conditions made the film too grainy or proper for testing. I had great hopes this case would be more definitive. Sadly, circumstances prevent it from being so. Um, Something strange was also noticed in the picture at the time that they were checking through it. Appearing at the hill at the exact spot where Spencer said the UFO was is a small, grainy white square. So it's possible that not only did he get the alien on footage, he could have also got the UFO. After Maccabee said that he couldn't determine one way or the other, Hugh didn't let these comments like deter him from investigating. So he turned his investigation to other aspects of the encounter, the compass and the area of the encounter. Both were examined by local universities. Neither showed any signs of significant radiation, but the compass needle was indeed reversed, suggesting that it indeed been in contact with a strong magnetic field at some point. From that point on, the investigation was deemed closed, right? 
This guy, uh, Philip Spencer, just had this crazy encounter, but nobody can say anything about it, so we're going to shut it down. Sounds pretty typical for for people to do. So then Spencer began having weird-ass dreams. Oh, great. What kind of dreams? He doesn't get into specifics, but then he started talking about the time that didn't meet up. You know, Whenever should have only took me an hour to walk right. through the moor, but I'm three hours getting to where I'm going. This didn't sit so well with him. So uh, Hugh suggested that he undergo regressive hypnosis as soon as possible. On the 16th of March, 1988, he did just that under the care of Dr. Jim Singleton. Under hypnosis, Spencer told of an incredible encounter, saying that he had been walking alone in the moor uh, when he saw the creature just ahead of him. He recalled it being four feet tall, large head, dark eyes, green-gray skin, long arms, and short legs. The arms were so skinny they almost looked atrophied, but he couldn't get over its large hands. It had three fingers on its hands, and he said they almost looked like sausages. They were so thick. Hmm. The entity approached him, but Spencer couldn't move. He recalled floating about two feet off the ground horizontally with the creature walking ahead of him, leading the way. He recalled it being the same way a child would pull a helium balloon. Oh, man. How fucked is that? That is creepy. Just leading him to this craft. They reached the craft at the top of the hill where Spencer blacked out. He woke in a bright round room with a voice telling him not to panic. He realized to his surprise that he could move freely, but he remained still while being examined by three similar entities. From there, he was shown two films. The first film shown mankind's continual destruction of the planet through war, pollution, just blatant disregard for life. Yeah, I mean, they're not wrong. No, they're saying you guys need to fucking get your shit figured out. Second film remains a mystery. What? Spencer was told by his captors never to speak of it, and he has kept his word to this day, refuses to talk about what was seen on the second film, even under hypnosis. But does he remember it? We don't know. He won't talk about it. Huh. Then why even bring up a second film? It came up in regression, but the only thing he promised not to talk about was what was on the second film. You can't be like, the second film was about this, but I can't talk about it. No, no, I'm not asking that, but he could have very easily been like, you know, say, say he brought up the second film and then the, the person giving the regression was like, well, so what's up with this second film? And then him, it's a secret, you know, be like skull and bones. Right. And, you know, be like, <laughs> I'm not, I was ordered not to talk about this. I'm not talking about it. But at the same time, acknowledging coherently that, yeah, I watched another video. Yeah. I'm just not going to tell you about it. Like he can't, he promised. That's fucked up. Dude, I wonder what, what kind of be. fucking information do they give him where they're like, you can't ever speak of this. Maybe he doesn't remember it. Maybe. I don't know, dude. I mean, fuck, we, I could sit here and brainstorm things that could have been on the video, but so, it's none of it's going to matter. Right? Because you don't, you don't have any idea at all. No. Then the voice asked him if he understood what he was shown. After acknowledging that he did, Spencer found himself, in his regression, he found himself back in the moor, noticing the movement off to his right. Instead of him where he left off before the regression started. Yes. How fucked is that? Seeing the being, but not remembering the encounter. Right. That's fucking Fucking weird. Fucking crazy. So, by, let me get this straight. So, by seeing the movement, that would have been... In his original encounter, he was walking all willy-nilly, right? Yeah. And then he comes into the the valley, and he sees the movement. Takes the picture, follows it to the craft. Craft speeds away, and he goes about his business, showing up two hours later than he was supposed to. Right. Where the abduction took place is that he encountered the being before he ever made it to the valley. Right? Yeah. Which further places it 
in context with the being telling him to leave. Yeah, that's like, what I was getting done. at. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. That's we're why done. I was asking just, the question. He's like, the being's like, go the fuck home. Why are yeah. you following me? He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You watched your videos, dude. So it goes full circle. So, on top of that, I have an entire transcript of the sessions here. I won't read it because it's a bunch of Spencer this, you know. Uh, right. It's It's just hard to go back and forth, but I will post it if anyone wants to read it. So immediately people were like, this is a sham. This is, this is just what people do. Yeah. The very first thing people said outside of it's a hoax or it's somebody fucking around or it's a bush or whatever was that the time that the, that the photograph was taken and the time Spencer said the photograph was taken could not match up because there would not be enough light in the moor for him to take the picture at the time he says he took the picture. Okay. You following? Yeah. You seeing where I'm going with this? Maybe. But if he's abducted for two hours, which happened prior to him taking the picture, it would put the light perfectly where it needs to be for him to take the fucking picture. Right. Yeah, because he thinks he took the picture earlier in yeah. the day. Yeah, but if he was on a UFO for two fucking hours, right? Because he didn't know the time until he got to where he was going, which was which was two hours later than he should have arrived. Been there. Yeah, gotcha. So that's fucked up. Yeah, but like you said, it does lead credence to his story because you know he's answering it honestly, not knowing the time and, and specifics of the, you know, the encounter and everything else. Yeah. Cause he didn't even, he just like, Oh shit, I saw an alien. I'm gonna take a picture of it. Well, fuck yeah. And then everybody closed the case and he's like, man, I keep having these fucked up dreams, which he didn't go into what he was seeing. Yeah. I wish you would have. And to further argue against the skeptics that saying he's doing this, he made almost zero well, probably less than zero money on this encounter because it's so it's so outlandish and so crazy that you, it, how how would you make any money on it, essentially? Two, he didn't get any fame from it because he has never, ever came out with his real name. Philip Spencer is a pseudonym he's been acting under because he's too afraid to release his real name. The people think he's just that crazy. That's fucking weird. So he has absolutely nothing to gain from posting a picture. He didn't even posting the picture in the story. He did like nobody outside of this circle even knows who Philip Spencer fucking is. So hopefully it's Philip Spencer that sent us this fucking email. Dude, how so that's that's pretty much the whole story that I got from Philip Spencer. But how crazy is it that a recent UFO footage picture, UFO picture, that is just it's literally just said, "Can you look into this UFO picture from November fifth?" In transmission, led me into finding not only crazy accounts from the same area, but also this fucking crazy fucked up abduction it is crazy and i mean when you break it down like you said when you add the regression in and the whole nine i mean it it all lines up it's like every time someone tries to debunk it his story comes out in in no no uh what's the word i'm looking for he's not putting any more effort into debunking just his story is just lining up perfectly right you know, like there. Oh, it was a bush. He took a picture of. Well, it can't be a bush because there is no, there's no foliage there. You know. Well, it's a person. Well, they looked at it and they're like, man, I'm pretty sure it's not a fucking person because it's not like anything we've ever seen before. And then they're like, well, when he said he took his picture at seven o'clock, the light's not light enough for EVM to even get this picture. Well, he was abducted for two hours, so now you're at nine o'clock and the light's perfect yeah. for taking the picture. It's just That's it's fucking crazy. crazy, dude. Like I don't. But I mean, it's not as scary as I thought it was gonna be when you were bringing it up. Because by all accounts, the aliens were actually kind of friendly. That he remembers. 
that he remembers. Yeah, but we don't know what was on that second quote-unquote tape. And then it is kind of fucking weird, though, that the aliens were using tapes. Well, like if you look in his well, if you look in his transcript, tapes is just like the he said they were like photos on a wall, almost like a television screen that he was looking at. And as he looked at one, it showed all the um, crazy shit that was going on in the world, the wars. So it was like a PowerPoint presentation, basically. Okay, well, that makes sense. But it's a it's in video form. In his um, transcript of his hypnosis session, he keeps talking about how big their hands are. Um, I'm Which is weird. Find... I don't. You don't hear too many descriptions of Ninja Turtle hands. No. Right. He says they're quite small. Talking about their stature, um, he talks about having big pointed ears. He's got big eyes. They're quite dark. He hasn't gotten a nose. It's only a little mouth. His hands are enormous. His arms are long, and he's got funny feet funny feet he asks they're v-shaped like two big toes hmm. uh, must be difficult to walk like that he shuffles rather than walks i don't feel afraid of them although he looks odd you mentioned hands can you say any more about the hands it's got three big fingers like sausages big sausages they're just very big bigger than my hands then it goes on to tell how tall they are he said to just they reach up to about the lump of my stomach he says just a little bit bigger than my stomach can I ask you another question? You mentioned a film. There were two films. Two films? One was lots of scenes of destruction like on the news. Can see a lot of waste going into rivers. People like Ethiopians who are starving to death. It's not very good. It's not very nice. Uh, Want to say anything more about that film? It's much of the same thing but different. What about the other film? Do you want to tell me about it? I'm not supposed to. <laughs> That's fucked up that he uses those exact words. I'm not supposed to. What like so? It's like I want to tell you, but I was fucking told I better yeah. not tell you. Yeah, fucking wild. That is wild. It's a fucked up story, man. Like it, it all it all it, it just plagues me as well. What the second video could be, and well, like, it could be the few like the inevitability of our race. It could be yeah. It could be. It could have been how we got started. How the human race became. It could have. Uh, I mean, it would, I, I feel like it'd be more likely. Well, no, because either one of those could play wreak havoc on. Oh yeah. Because if if it's you, if it shows them creating humans and placing them on the uh, earth, yeah, it totally disproves everything. Um. Here, here I found it. I'm going down. This is from the transcript. Going down a corridor again. It's very bright. Still wish I knew where the light was coming from. And there's another door going through a door. It's an, it's an empty room with two of those green creatures has, have come with me. There's a picture. It's starting to move on the wall. How do they get these pictures? I'm looking at the pictures on the wall. On the wall, creatures seem concerned at the damage it's doing. Picture changing now, and there's another picture. Another film, he's asking me a question and says, Do you understand? I said, yes, it's time to go. Everything's gone black. I woke up in the moor again, walking near some trees. I can see something, some movement, a green creature. I've shouted to it. It's turned around. I don't know what it is. I'll photograph it. It's turned around now. It's moving quickly. I want to know what it is. I'm running after it. It's gone around a corner. I can't see it. Wait, there's a saucer, a big silver saucer. It's disappeared. I'm walking down, gone past the trees. Dude, I'm still stuck on the tape. <laughs> the tape's the worst part because there's no, there's he doesn't even hint at what's on the tape, the second tape. Like why, why show him a second tape? Well, no, because even beyond that, no. Be, I guess the question I would want to ask him is, do you remember what was on the tape? Yeah, because if he and that's not saying what was on it, but if he did remember, then there's one. You know, it, it kind of ties it up for me where I'm like, okay, he knows what's on this tape and he's not supposed to talk about but it. But his answer to what about the other film? Do you want to tell me about it? He doesn't say I don't remember. Yeah, he says I'm not supposed to. He just to. says I'm not supposed to. So maybe that is an acknowledgement that he does remember, but he can't talk about <laughs> says, it. He says, I'll leave that. Uh, Singleton says, I'll leave that up to you entirely. Do you want to say anything about that? 
I'm not supposed to tell anyone about the other film. It's not for them to know. What the fuck does that mean? Dude, I... and, and So if now this, this is, film is specific to him. Kind of, maybe? It's so... um. If it is fake, if he did make this up, why the fuck even mention <clears throat> a second film? Right. Dude, I don't know. It's got me fucking irked. The second film, like, there's got to, there's something to it. I, man, my voice is all screwed up. It could be, I don't know. It could be the fucking future, showing him what's gonna happen. But then again, if it's tailored to him, they're not supposed to know. Maybe we're not supposed to know yet. Right. I don't fucking know. I'm clearly right. not supposed to know because I don't know. And that picture is fucking weird of yeah, the, the alien. To, <clears throat> I'm trying to find. I saved some other ones, but I don't remember where I saved them to. Well, that doesn't help. No. Idiot. I don't know, man. It's it's some crazy shit. It's definitely crazy. Right. And like I said, that the picture of that alien is fucking creepy, man. There's enhanced versions of it, uh, color versions of it. How would you get a color version? I guess people adding it. Yeah, just imposing it in. Click that one. Click the color one. Look how long its fucking arms are. Yeah. In that one, it doesn't look like your typical gray to me, though. Well, he said it had ears. In that transcript. It doesn't look like a typical gray. It has a large bulbous head, like yeah. a gray. Yeah. But other than that, it's almost like some kind of weird reptile kind of shit going Go on. Go to that fucking clay model looking one. Dude, that's weird. It looks like the Kentucky Goblins. Dude, that's what I was getting at. Fuck. That's what I was getting at. New like Kirks, the, where you at? Like I was sitting here looking at that clay model and I, cause I was like, where the fuck have I heard the goddamn pointy ears before? And then I'm like, Oh shit, dude. Which I mean, when we first, when you first sit down and watch Hellier, the descriptions totally sound right out of the gate, like fucking grays. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you just paste pointy ears on their heads. Right. I don't know. That's fucking strange. And there's a picture of a guy at the same spot. Okay. Showing how much taller he is than... What the fuck kind of camera are they using? It looks like a thermal camera. What is this a picture of? Oh, this is also taken in Yorkshire of two other supposed beings. Apparently not at the same time. I don't know that I buy that picture. I don't either. I just saw it on there, so I clicked it. Yeah has nothing to do with the story so disregard me talking about that <laughs> does look like the hell your goblins though it is the kentucky weird. goblins it's and the fact weird. that like when he said it had three large fingers yeah, sausage fingers yeah made me think of the the tracks from the kentucky goblins right three large toes yeah i don't know it's interesting to say the least it was a weird story, so I thought I would share. It is a weird story, and especially the synchronicities and <clears throat> it being a hotbed of yeah activity. Anyway, makes so, me wonder what's there in Yorkshire. What's what's bringing them in? Like military bases, uh, nuclear generator, like power plants. I don't know. I don't know either. Human harvesting facility. Well, I mean that is probably a pretty likely scenario. <laughs> So yeah, any we're gonna wrap it up there. That was the that was our weird synchronicity trek along the UK Yorkshire alien flap. Hopefully, for <laughs> you that uh, sent that in, hopefully we did a little bit of justice and you enjoyed. We tried. It. I couldn't find any information on the specific picture, but there's a lot of information on the town. Oh, oh. Kicker, I almost forgot. The Ilkley Moor, 27 minutes from 
Spencer Road. Where the original, where the OG picture we got from, Spencer Road, is 27 minutes. I mapped it out on the Googler. 27 minutes from Ilkley Moor. That's That's pretty pretty fucking fucking close. close. Yeah. Gotcha. Jinx jokes, you owe me a fucking Coke. (laughs) So, hope you guys enjoyed it. The little trek down this weird alien mystery hole. (laughs) Um, To all our UK listeners, I know there's some of you out there. You guys just passed 1,000 downloads, so that's fucking dope. Hell yeah. Shout out to all of our people across the pond, all our friends across the pond. Send us more UFO pics. Yeah, if anyone lives in this area... Uh, of Bradford, New Yorkshire, and have seen anything similar, have seen any of the lights, have seen any of the UFOs, have seen any of the fucking creatures that apparently roam around the moors, let us know. Hit us up. Let us know what the fuck is going on over there. Because we want to know. Because apparently there's a lot of shit going on. I want to see this second tape. Yeah, right? I just want to know. I don't even know if I want to know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I do. If the first one is just the complete, utter destruction of us destroying the world, and they're like, yeah, you can go ahead and tell them that, but don't you fucking talk about what's on that second tape. Shut it up. Maybe it's the what's going to happen to us all. Oh, you ain't got a show. We're living it. Weird. Maybe it was... The COVID. Son of a bitch. Anyway, the synchronicity. Until next time. The fucking synchronicity. Check us out at all our social medias. Come and hang out with us. And if you live in the UK and you're out taking pictures and you see a green alien and it's telling you to leave, with pointy ears, just leave. Oh, it's probably too late by then, though. Yeah, you've already been abducted. Yeah. And you've lost time. You're fucked. Sorry.